find your passion. Across generations, these timeless messages have been propagated to children, students, and even working adults who yearn to discover and pursue an interest which suits them. As long as you have a why, you can overcome any how. Indeed, as many of us continue seeking the answer to the big question of one's core interest, we fail to take a step back and question whether the assumption of a fixed interest, one that is inherent and remains to be discovered, serves to be useful or even detrimental in our exploration of interests. Might this implicit assumption of a pre-existing burning passion impede our search of the grand why in ways that we do not immediately notice? To help answer that question, Dr. Paul O'Keefe, assistant professor at Yale and U.S. College, examines how our espoused theories of interest can affect our development of new interests. Dr. O'Keefe received his B.A. in psychology from the University of California, Berkeley, in the year 2000. He later obtained his M.A. in social psychology in 2007, and subsequently his Ph.D. in social psychology in 2009, both from Duke University. He was also awarded the Ruth R. Kirchstein National Research Service Award Postdoctoral Fellowship, a title he held at Stanford University from 2011 to 2014. Dr. O'Keefe is currently investigating how goals are most effectively pursued by employing a social cognitive approach. To this end, he focuses on a number of important psychological variables pertaining to motivation, such as implicit self-theories, interest and passion, self-regulation, and person-situation interactions. In today's episode, After Hours brings you insights from Dr. O'Keefe's joint paper, Implicit Theories of Interest, Finding Your Passion or Developing It, which you may read and download using the link in the description below. To begin, let's contrast fakes with growth theories of interest. But to do that, we have to first clarify what we mean by interest. While advice like find your passion is commonly dispensed to job-seeking and career-building audiences, Dr. O'Keefe clarifies in the introduction that his current work is distinct from previous work exploring beliefs about vocational passion. The latter focuses on vocational fit and deeply internalized passions related to occupations, while interest in the focus of Dr. O'Keefe's paper refers to a broader spectrum of interests. This means that virtually all interests under the sun can be put under consideration, from getting a foothold in medical knowledge, learning to play the guitar, or trying out chess for the very first time. Having a fixed theory of interest then means that we believe interests are inherent within ourselves and cannot be developed. In other words, we are led to believe that there is one big burning interest waiting to be discovered in every single one of us. Conversely, a growth theory of interest posits that interests can be developed and that having a strong interest in one area does not preclude developing interests elsewhere. Now, might having a fixed theory of interest reduce our openness to new fields of interest? To investigate this question in the first study, participants were told to self-identify themselves as either techie, which is someone interested in STEM subjects, or fuzzy, someone keen on the arts and humanities. They were also surveyed on their openness to experiences and level of agreement with statements about implicit theories of interest. These participants were then asked to read two different articles, one tacky and one fuzzy. 
They were then asked to report their levels of interest in each article read. The study suggested that the more participants endorsed a fixed theory, the less interest they expressed in the article that mismatched their interest identity, whether techy or fuzzy. In other words, this means that if I identify as a computer scientist at heart and I endorse a fixed theory of interest, then I would report less interest in understanding more about a subject that is not related to computer science. However, might the responses students provided about their theory of interest have influenced their reported interest levels in the two articles? To eliminate this possibility, Dr. O'Keefe did a second study where the order of events was reversed. Participants read the articles and indicated their interest levels first before being assessed on their beliefs about theories of interest. In addition, beliefs about other theories such as theories of intelligence were tested and thrown into the mix in this second study to examine the possible interference of such third-party factors. And as it turned out, this study supported the results of the first study and eliminated demand and other third-party factors like one's belief about theories of intelligence. But if such theories of intelligence are supposedly natural within these participants, would we obtain the same results when such beliefs are instead induced? Dr. O'Keefe's third study sought to investigate that by priming half of the participants to read an article about a fixed theory of interest and the other half to read another article about a growth theory of interest. Their understanding and induced beliefs about the article were then assessed. Like in the previous studies, they were also told to report their techy and fuzzy identities and then asked to report their interest levels after reading both techy and fuzzy articles. The results showed that having an induced fixed theory of interest decreases people's interest in a field outside their identified core interest. Therefore, by inducing fixed and growth theories, they demonstrated the causal role of theories of interest. Would the kind of theory of interest we adopt influence our motivation in learning? In the fourth study, Dr. O'Keefe and his colleagues identified participants based on their theory of interest. They were then asked to offer their own responses to open-ended questions such as, once someone has discovered a passion, what happens to their motivation as they pursue that passion? Their responses were then coded and then analysed. The study found out that the greater the endorsement of a fixed theory of interest, the more likely the students were to express that the newfound passion would provide an unlimited source of motivation. Now in other words, if I were to believe in a fixed theory of interest, I would believe that I will always be motivated to hunker down once I identify that one true interest of mine. But what does this say about how we respond to stumbling blocks in our pursuit of new interests? Often, when we explore new areas of interest, learning difficulties and obstacles can discourage us from further delving into that field, or even give us the impression that we just might not be interested enough. And as it turns out, the extent to which we falter to such beliefs is influenced by whether we adopt a fixed or growth theory of interest. In Dr. O'Keefe's final study, participants were induced with either a fixed or growth theory of interest. They were then exposed to a fascinating astronomy video before being tasked to read a difficult scientific article on the same astronomy topic. The interest levels in each of these two materials were measured throughout the study. The study showed that regardless of whether a participant was induced to hold a fixed or growth theory of interest, interest levels in the subject dropped after they were subsequently exposed to challenging material on the same topic. However, for those with a fixed theory, their interest levels dropped much more. 
This was also true for students who found the challenging material difficult to comprehend. The findings of Dr. O'Keefe and his colleagues' research are critical as we ourselves navigate the mapping of our own interests. As citizens of a globalized world that sees novel and exciting fields emerging at each corner, we are often presented with a dilemma of whether to specialize or to expand our breadth of interests in our former education and careers. In this instance, an awareness of the psychological implications of having a growth versus a fixed theory of interest can help us better explore new interests in a more effective way. The next time you want to try your hand at coding and feel highly frustrated at an unidentified bug or error, it might be useful to think about your own beliefs about any implicit theories of interest you may hold. This may make the difference between a completed programming mini-project or an abandoned one. Thank you for tuning in to Yale NUS After Hours. This episode is brought to you by Yale NUS Society for Academic Research and is based on the research article Implicit Theories of Interest, Finding Your Passion or Developing It by Dr. Paul O'Keefe. For more information of Dr. Paul O'Keefe's work, please click on the link in the description box. If you enjoy learning about the latest research insights, consider subscribing to Yale NUS After Hours whenever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week with a new episode. Until we meet again, goodbye. This episode was written and edited by Rainer Ng, class of 2022, and the music that you hear is specially composed by Nico Nazareth, also from class of 2022.